Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the MG Complex cast. My name is John and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Chris. Hey. This week we're going to be doing a bit of a debrief on what we've been up to the last few weeks, as well as talking about the modern showcase challenge from this past weekend, as well as the SCG Indie Open from the off week where we did a video which you should check out on our YouTube channel. Let me just plug that real quick. We are doing video content uh, every week now. We have the podcast in video form, and on the off week, we have some sort of MTGO video. Either it's us playing a sweet deck very badly, or it's one of us trying hard with a good deck and then hopefully playing better as well. (laughs) So I I think it's time for you to do an amulet video or something, Chris. Yeah, recently I've been getting kind of shit on, so yeah, some well, poor poor content there. Poor content online. Well, we're gonna get into our weekly roundup. So I know you haven't been doing quite so shitty in paper. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So while I can't seem to cash up league online, um, the past two FNMs I went four and zero both weeks. Excellent. No splits, kill them all. Ah, uh, yeah, the good stuff. Uh, so two weeks ago, I I didn't change my deck at all between the two weeks. Um, <laughs> I thought about trying out a slightly different build, and then ultimately became too lazy to do so. So um, that just means it's it's the best list ever, right? So, too lazy? Go eight and no. Yeah. So uh, two weeks ago, I played against blue white, uh, more of a traditional blue white control list. Uh, I guess the guy had been away from modern for a while. Uh, back when Blue White was the bee's knees. <laughs> you have like and, a Terminus and stuff still? Uh, no, not not quite like that. But, um, you know, when like Force of Negation first came out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's like, oh man, like the Jace is so good and yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's playing like, like Logic Knot. Uh-huh. So uh, a little bit like pre-Stoneforge, basically. Yeah. Before the Stoneforge era. Um, he he got slapped. <laughs> yeah, is he playing four fields? He may have been, but By I don't no think he, guess, probably <laughs> probably not. And I don't think that he played the deck before or after Field of the Dead became a thing. Really changes the texture of the control versus amulet matchup. Yeah. So yeah, he died to some zombies. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that always felt like a really bad matchup for Control. And then Control started playing a pile of fields and was like, oh, suddenly the matchup was like good again. And then and then feel that it got printed and it wasn't very good anymore. Yeah, just like, oh, man, like I need to field <laughs> literally everything. I yeah. need to field the bounce land so I don't die to a fast titan. I need to field like the haste land so we can't die to these random shitters. I field the field of the dead. Otherwise, I die to zombies. But now it's like they have Stoneforge. I have to field the and, so I don't die to Titan. Like, yeah. They have Stoneforge and Aethergust now, so it's like better, right? Like it's actually probably a pretty... Is it, is it a close matchup now? Well, so funny you should mention that because round three I played against the Blue-White Stoneblade deck. <laughs> uh, I didn't see Aethergust out of them. Maybe they just didn't draw it or something. Not playing four copies. Rookie mistake. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say, so... That deck doesn't play as many, doesn't play like hardly any permission other than like a, a couple cryptic commands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which means you can't interact with Mike Azusa at like at all. I know a lot of versions. Well, not a lot. Some versions are playing uh, a couple, like two to three spell callers, which seems decent. Oh, that's but, true. But like, but, yeah, there's they no two it. mana counter spell. Right? Yeah, there's no like mana leaky logic naughty type stuff really going around some people play a couple snares or pierces but those aren't really as good as the the two mana interaction against you yeah neither of those work against or three mana idiots either yeah exactly uh so stoneforge on the one hand like presents a much faster clock than traditional blue white on the other hand who cares <laughs> yeah. um stoneforge like squire is not a very threatening card for the primeval titan deck i mean and, they can't they can't they can't guarantee a win by going long against any more with field though so i mean it it is important that they have a much faster clock than they used to right like yeah but they pretty much have to get sort of feast and famine and they have to like yeah it's true it's really hard to interact with me and get a fast sort of feast and famine online mm-hmm. so you have to like have the the right draw where you have a early stone forge and don't get immediately punished for it Mm-hmm. And then have enough permission to keep me off of tight long enough to get your sword going. And then you need more answers once the sword, sword is online. Yeah. To make take advantage of the factor in tapping all your lands. Otherwise, they just rip a titan off the top and you die to it anyway. You need, like, Stoneforge, and then on the third turn, they need you to, like, not cast a must-answer threat so they can put the sword in. And then they, like, equip the sword on, like, Four. so they really want to have like a jace to like power it up too it's like they all they want like the stoneforge the sword the jace you can't tap out for and, jace, you and the counter magic the, the only yeah you have to try, tap out for jace on four basically after you have the sword right so it's like you need to like have the best possible card each turn with permission in hand it seems like to have like the nice curve out because sword plus jace is insane <laughs> Yeah, because you, you can tap out on yeah. four and not go shields down. But there's a lot of things you need, you need to do, and so yeah. I lost a blue <laughs> online with you know like the sort of feast and famine, which is insane because your zombie tokens are black, so you just literally can't never block this thing ever. That's why they play it. Well, one of the reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes they just you know, like I I I two owed the stone blade guy at FNM, and he said the matchup felt really bad because. <laughs> mm. Like he, you know, he taps out. He's like, "Oh, turn two stoneforge mystic." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Untap because I play turn one grazer or turn one amulet or whatever, right? Yeah. And like, okay, cool. Uh, Azusa land land go. He's like, okay. Like he's sitting there with three mana, and he wants to drop the sword into play, but I know he's just sitting there on what a spell queller. I just cast primeval titan, and like, what does he do? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You have a you get a sword. I have a primeval titan. Yeah. I Big think difference. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. the Primeval Titan gets like field, right? And and something else. So like, you know, maybe I make two zombies off the out of the deal. So okay, you path Titan and I get another zombie. Yeah. So do you now have to you have to beat six power you have to race my six power of zombies plus seven if you include the Azusa. Right? And I'm still drawing cards and doing things, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I play, if I have the Azusa, I just play the bounce line. And boom! There's six more power. Like you, you're not racing that, you know. Yeah, it's kind of kind of tough. Field of the Dead is a and, good one. You know, cards like Batter Skull just don't really matter. No, not really. Yeah, the sword is kind of, I guess, the one you have to get. Mm. Yeah, and 
post board, I don't think got any better because I have more fields mm-hmm. and um, explosives just seems really good. Because explosives on two kills the squire, and then the sword does nothing to go on, mm-hmm. and then it's just like useless. Cool. <laughs> or you put it on three, and it kills the sword and any spell colors floating around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also playing a little non-standard in vapor. Still on that sweet Academy Ruins tech, but uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, really good against uh, Infect, which I played around too, and somehow managed to beat Infect. Uh, I think it was a combination of me getting a little lucky and him playing a little too greedy. Game one, I I die as you would expect. Um, blighted agent into scale up might of old Croza. Ooh. <laughs> um, game two, he runs plays his like terminal glister elf. I dismember it, and then he just never drew an infector ever again. Cool. Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then game two, he went turn one noble, turn two, um, blight agent plus glister elf. And all I had was dismember and like. Maybe I was using some lands and some shit, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll dismember Blight Agent, <laughs> hope yeah. something good happens, and I untapped and ripped a blister. I'm like, all right, cool, blister for one, shoot your glister off. He's like, ah, and proceeded to like never draw an infector again. Excellent. <laughs> I guess he drew an Inkwell Thanksus way too late. Mm. I already had like a Titan with a Ghost Quarter and everything, and a Force of Vigor, and I rebought my blister with my. <laughs> Academy Ruins. God, Academy Ruins is so gross. Yeah. Turns out, if he had just, like, not played Glistener Elf, he could have held up a protection spell for his Blight Agent, and then I would have probably uh, lost. Uh, yikes. But he played them both and got too punished. Ha- too hasty. I guess I also lose to, like, a mutagenic growth, but, you know. Yeah, they don't always have it. And then uh, for the <laughs> for the final uh, match of two weeks ago, I played against good old Sam. <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with Sam, um, deck archetype Sam, player yeah. name Sam. <laughs> Sam is uh, the the innovation of uh, Sacramento's martyr scene. <laughs> martyr of Sands. In case you're confused, what martyr we could be referring martyr to? Martyr of there Sam's. Are many- there are many martyrs. Martyr of Sam's. <laughs> and um, Chris's monitor goes dark as though he's entering in the witness protection program <laughs> as he's about to divulge the sex <laughs> secrets. <laughs> Turns into a silhouette. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sam's deck has gone through many iterations. Back in the day, he used to play actually um, Soul Sisters way back, way back, way back. And that, of course, was not a very good ad against the uh, Primal Titan X at all. And <laughs> he changed over to Martyr Proc, Proclamation of Rebirth, which was about the same. <laughs> Potentially a little bit better because it had the potential to go like turn one Saracen, it turned two Martyr Crack, attack you for six, and hope to get there. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, Soul Sisters doesn't really have that ability, I don't think. I mean, maybe it does, but. Know. it's bad it's just a bad deck um also getting to play a bunch of ghost quarters and shit like kind of mm. helps but not really the deck is just um more value oriented and not particularly fast and um 
has a really difficult time beating a resolve, resolve primeval titan, which is difficult to prevent considering you're a white deck with no counter magic. So yeah, it's just a poor matchup for old Sam there. His his deck is interesting. It's it's gone from being it's it's really kind of really become mono white control and in I was talking to someone about this recently actually. You know, there's in, in there used to be more non-blue control decks in Magic. Like tap out control decks, you had like mono black control back in the day and there's been other, you know, non-blue control decks and his deck really is a, a mono white like tap out control deck, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and so it got a lot of different tools throughout the years. Um, it was he was playing Karns when Michael's and Lattice was still legal because it gave the mono white deck a way to like win on the spot, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and um, you know, having a wishboard for artifacts is pretty good in your mono color deck. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, also, he and then uh, what really helped him out a lot was the printing of uh, Ranger Captain Avios. So he can go fetch up like a Sarah or a Martyr or a Walking Blista, or even now there's what Giant Killer. Yeah, the deck has gotten almost as many. Actually, it's probably gotten more new tools than Amulet has, which is saying something because Amulet has really been a deck that has just gotten heaped heaps of heaps of cards added yeah. to his and pool lately. Like Karn was cool and all, but Karn got dropped I think as soon as Stoneforge Mystic was unbanned. Yeah. It's just like a way, it's just two mana to get, you know, a card in your hand instead of four. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got the, the bad mom now. And um, I don't think he plays stepmom, does he? I thought he did. I don't think so. He plays like Oketra. <laughs> yeah, he plays fucking Oketra. Oketra's it's uh, it's also an Amiria deck in case yeah. you get, you know, goes long enough. Just Amiria yeah. back your shit. It's very, very grindy. I'm marrying back your ranger captain seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. Considering you can sack it to bring it back every turn if you want. Um, yeah, and so now he got like the new Heliod, so with Walking Blissa, like he has a combo in there. Yeah, the deck is just like it's got a lot going on now. It's still like a pretty solid mono <clears throat> control deck that has like grindy combo elements as well. Yeah, you could even like you know. Chumperuskis all day long with your Squad Hawk Mistvale Plains loop. Yeah. It comes at you from a few different angles, which is cool. It's a fun deck to play against, actually. Yeah. And deck, uh, he, deck tries really hard to not die. That deck did not like playing against Oko. <laughs> Oko was problematic for that deck for a variety of reasons. It's like, oh, cool. Nice, nice artifact. I'm going to make it a 3-3 yeah, so for whatever reason whatever I'm playing usually just dumpsters Sam though <laughs> or whatever variant Sam is playing so I remember back in the day um, I think Sam gained went up to like 60 something life off of sacking two martyr sands mid combat which was unfortunate because I was attacking him for over 70 damage <laughs> Huh. <laughs> yeah, turns out um, playing Hornet Queen and Crater Hoof on the same turn is quite an overrun. Yikes. Crater Hoof is like $50, by the way. Really? I saw it at the GP this weekend, yeah. For non-foil regulars? That's insane. Yeah, like 50 bucks. That's insane. Yep. 
It's, it was reprinted recently. That's a brain blast for all of you. Yeah. Like 50 bucks for a crater hoof. Wow. Not what I would have guessed. Why? No one plays that card. It's not even legal in Pioneer. Yeah. Don't know. There's like Strange. two alternatives legal, uh, though, which is funny. Yeah, there's, there's like, like Razor of Realms raise, or whatever. Not the Raise Boar. The, there's, yeah, there's, it's uh, there's not, the Emerge oh, card. <laughs> yeah, it's something of realm or of realms or uh, I forget what it's called. And then there's the the one from Guilds, right? Yeah, it's that's like, like thick, <laughs> fixed. Everything fixed is like curve. plus two two trample. Nice. It's like yeah. kind of Overrun ish ish esque. They're both. It's like a seven seven. Okay, okay replacements for a crater hoof, I guess. Yeah, they're they're okay. they're okay. Serviceable. Mole hoof, but yeah, you can play oops all hoofs and EDH. Yeah, so I I denied Sam his his four zero. Mm. And then this past week, what did what did you play against? So this past week, it was quite a different flavor of decks. So it was like blue white, blue white, infect mono white, and then we went to. From that to a thoughtsies deck, a thoughtsies deck, a thoughtsies deck, a thoughtsies deck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad against big mana. So round one I play against Jund, and this was very bizarre because I got Liliana ulted in two games and won both of them. What the fuck? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I, mm, one of the times the Lily went to seven and ulted me, and I still won the game. That's a big yikes! Jeez. Uh, I think one of the game. I think that was because he just could not find a threat like ever. <laughs> it's just like lands and discard and Liliana so he was like really tossing. So he's like discarding his own shit too. So we had like the new red black titan, mm, but he couldn't find a fourth land or a threat. That's pretty unlucky. Yeah, so he was just sitting there, and as, as one card in hand apparently was a bloodbraid elf, which he also couldn't cast <laughs> with his wow. three lands. Wow, I think his fourth land was like. Um, like a black leaf glyphs or something. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh. So by the time his Titan came into play, I was able to play my own Titan off the top after getting Lily ulted. Wow. That's tilting. You did not. You, I don't know if you deserve that one, but. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't race. He couldn't race my Titan because I make zombie blockers. Yeah. And got lands. You went from having six to eight to, yeah, yikes. Um, yeah, so I think this past week it was just like, um, Amu Luck was the <laughs> Amu Luck was the real story of the night. The next game, I don't remember exactly what happened as far as how I beat the Lilt again. I think he also did a six, so he, he lost the Lily, but I basically had like, like three lands and a bounce land and he's like you can have three lands and a bounce land I was like okay I guess I'll keep the three lands <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like oh look well here's like an Azusa play a bounce land pick up land play a bounce like play a land next turn oh look another land oh look a titan <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah uh, uh, then I played against four color shadow excellent which is easier to beat than Grixis shadow in my opinion hmm not a free matchup by any means, but just less interaction, better. like on the stack, or um, yeah. So the reason being is it's much easier for me to interact with the four color shadow deck because uh, I can't kill. I really have a really hard time killing Gurmog Angler. Mm. It's uh, one of those. Explosive deck is not so scared of 
one in two drops as your only threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gurmog Angler finds some really weird pressure points against decks sometimes where like the the really efficient toolbox that modern decks tend to favor just kind of whiff on Gurmog Angler. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and you know, like Bajuka Ball can kind of slow down Tarmogoyf. But the big fish is always a 5-5. Five five. Yeah. It's always gonna kill you in four hits. You know? Real big fish. Um yeah, so foreclosure's a little bit easier. And I was sideboarding to Veil Summer this week. I think both weeks actually, but nice, nice. So I got to veil some number of Inquisitions and Thoughts uses and shit. Which feels good, man. Oh yeah, two for ones. Please ban. GG um, no re. Yeah, so shadow guy. Rip. Rip in pieces. Uh then I played against Esper Control, who's also playing Thoughtseize. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the main deck though. So game one. Uh I don't exactly remember what happened. I think I may have found my cavern and that was kind of it. Also feel that Ed's insane against these control decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but much more controlling slanted. He was playing Supreme Verdict <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, game two, he had, I think it was game two, he had this very awkward spot where he knows I have a cavern and I have, like, I think it's like Bounce Land, Bounce Land, Garenbrig, and a cavern in my hand. So he has uh, a field of runes. So he's like, well. If he fields my castle, I get a forest, untap, play my cavern, uncounterable titan. <laughs> if he fields the bounce land, I just play the cavern, makes four mana, activate the castle, play the titan. <laughs> so he can't actually keep me off of six mana next turn. But if he fields me, he can't hold up counter magic Counter magic, yeah. <laughs> so Ugh. it's a really tough spot. So he goes for the, the field anyway and gets a swamp. I was like, oh no, please don't pause this to me. <laughs> But he didn't, so oh. I got to I got to play my Titan, and um, he actually died to Academy Ruins looping on Ballista. Into uh, he verdicted like two Titans and a Ballista, but I just kept playing a three three Ballista every single turn, and eventually he couldn't beat it. Yeah, fancy that, <laughs> like. 3-3 three, three that just, like, fucking shock or bolts you if you try to kill it, like... Yeah, and, like, I couldn't... I couldn't even, you know... I had nothing else. No other action. But, I mean, I was like, well, is a random card better than his Blista? Like, probably not. You, like, you can't even path it to get rid of it, and if you just leave it in play, it just grows. It's so yeah. gross. So we had, like, hit this colonnade, right? But I play it through the Blistas. So if you take a turn off to tag with the colonnade, I just pump it to four and attack you back. And then kill it. And then I can just kill your ballista, your you know colonnade. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he was at like I can do 10, it again. So I had the ability to pump it twice. So if he attacks me with colonnade, he just dies. I go from three to five, attack him for a five, shoot him for five, and he dies on the spot. So he like couldn't actually attack me either. So I think he had to like block with this colonnade once to try and like survive, and it's gross. Yeah, couldn't get there. And like you, 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 at that point, you're you're like a deck with thought seizes in it, and you're like, oh man, how do I beat this blissy top decks every turn with thought seizes? That ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So Kenny Ruins kind of a pet card, but it's so good when it works. It's it's hot. The card's really good. 
Um, yeah. So then round four, um, play against another four-color shadow deck. Well, I know next week to be prepared for a lot of fucking shadow, apparently. Jeez. And so... <laughs> this is why it's, it's Amu Luck. Um, <laughs> both times, I top-decked, like, exactly what I... Like, the perfect thing. So, I... In game one, I have, like... I think I'm all a six, and it's, like, packed five lands. So I'm like, this is not very good, but... I know I'm playing against the Thoughtseize deck. I don't want to go to five, so... Eh. <laughs> Here goes nothing. So, like, family land, go. And he's like, Inquisition, take the pack. Like, yep, yeah, that's that's a thing. I, like, draw nothing. I think I draw, like, a Titan on my turn. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have a Titan five lands. whoop de doo <laughs> Like, play my second land, fast back to him. He's like, oh, Tarvigoy. I'm like, okay, cool. Untap off the top. Like, oh, look, once upon a time. Yep. I haven't played any spells this game. <laughs> this is free. <laughs> it's like, huh, yeah, turn three, free once upon a time. How about that? That's both awesome and not awesome. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, look, an Azusa. Play a third land, play Azusa, play two lands, go. He's like, untap, mm, thanks, thanks. Like, you know, like, plays some non-thought seize cards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, untap. Hey, look. Here's a tie I had here all along, and he did the he did the die. Yeah, gross. <laughs> and then kind of the same thing. Uh, Post board, I like. It's like oh, Thoughtseize, like take your amulet. Next turn, Inquisition. Take your dried of the Elysian Grove or whatever the hell it's called. And I'm like, oh man, now all I have is like this Titan and some lands off the top. Oh look, an Azusa. Play land, Azusa. Play do lands, go! And he's like, I don't have any more Thoughtseize. He's like, that's unfortunate. Oh. Um, we have been here before. <laughs> oh man. Never didn't have it. Gross. So, Azusa OP. How many copies are you playing? Four. Four. Okay. Talk about number of Azusa in decklist later when we get to the uh, modern showcase and SCG, uh, not indie, but the showcase. I guess it's got a lot of amulet decks. We can we can talk. I don't know. Azusa just seems so good, right? It like guarantees you have enough mana for a Titan the next turn. Don't know, man. And like they can't really interact with it if you play the right lands. <laughs> yeah, if you don't do the big suck. Ah, <sighs> sometimes you have no choice. It's always funny when you like you have to play a land with has a trigger. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Bajuka Bog target you, I guess. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'll play a bounce land, pick up something else. Like, okay. Like, uh, with the bounce trigger on the stack, I'll bolt Azusa. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> huh. I accept. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I don't uh. even need to deny your land drop. All right. <laughs> yeah. Got so many cards. Yeah. Anyway, John, what have you been up to in Magic? I uh, unfortunately was not able to join you in the GP Reno experience this past weekend, but. Um, yeah. Sounds like you had I, a. I went on an adventure. I went on, I went on a really, a really short, compact GP experience in Reno. Um, I was busy on Sunday, so I decided I would go up on Friday night and then come back Saturday night. The problem was 
so after we'd planned it all the weather was unusually warm but then like a freaky strange snowstorm thing was coming through on saturday night and i don't have we have to go through like Truckee, which is like a really high point that has like cold temperatures and snows it snows you need chains they put chain control in and like you're not allowed you're not supposed to drive it's not safe to drive and it's also i don't think legal to drive without chains either i don't own chains i didn't really feel like buying chains to go to a fucking gp for a day and my uh, understanding is if you've never used chains before putting them on or it's a fucking nightmare yeah there's just there's, there's a <clears throat> variety of reasons to not want to do that um so keep decided to go and keep a close eye on the weather and just sneak out before the weather came in because turns out doppler radar makes staying ahead of weather fairly easy if you keep on top of it so uh anyways we drove up friday night and we got there just in time to play in the last event of the evening which was the um it was like a pioneer event um pioneer three daily or whatever (laughs) at the gp and um the drive was pretty pretty easy actually i was surprised how easy it was to drive from sacramento to reno um it was easier than driving to the bay i think which i didn't realize um so that's kind of cool. No, like bridges and tolls and shit. Yeah, it's just less I traffic. Think just waves, less people going that way. Right? It was, I don't know if it's actually shorter or not, but it, it sure as hell felt shorter. Um, anyways, yeah, it was definitely an easier trip. Um, and it was pretty small, like the space, you know, allotted. It was like kind of like SC. It, do you remember when they used to have SCG events on the West Coast? No, you never went to one. It was nah. like that size if that makes sense this is not the same size as a gp um and so it was friday night so it's like well okay you know maybe they're gonna open up some more space or whatever uh they didn't that was the size of the event which (laughs) i'll get to in a bit um but i played in the friday night pioneer i was playing blue black inverter and i think it was only me and maybe one other person on inverter and i think there was like one person on the lotus breach deck and everything else was just like random decks um so i played against like green black mid-range the first round and my opponent definitely did not know what i was doing and they died very quickly both games um they were playing like Frasca's contempts and like the nissa who shakes the world and lands and like a bunch of fatal pushes that didn't do anything they, i don't know they just didn't seem to have very many relevant cards i was i don't know it was strange so I, I beat I beat them. In the second round, I played against Mono White Devotion, which was actually just like Mono White Gideons. God, they had so many Gideons, dude. It's like <laughs> must have been four Gideon of the Trials, and then like some number of Gideon Ally of Zendikar. And they were also playing Gideon's Intervention, which if you're not familiar with that one, it's like I think it's like four mana. Like name a card. You have protection from the card. They can't cast the card. Oh, it's like Nevermore plus Shroom Halo. Yeah, just slap that shit on a one fucking card. Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare! <laughs> and then they brought in they brought in Rest in Peace too, and so um, and they're still playing like you know the Ballista combo and Nick those Shrine to Nix and a bunch of random duders and all that crap. And so, um, and I don't know if it's I think I think I won that one. 2-0 or did i die one game to like random beats i forget but one of the post board games the one that actually was like an interesting game if there was even three games 
they like resolved a rest in peace fairly early because i like had to thought seize them and take like a gideon or something and i just had to like let them have a rest in peace knowing it was like well this is going to be a thing now and i had like i don't know if i had one dig or two digs in hand at that point but that game i hard cast three dig three times back to back to back turns <laughs> just eight mana <laughs> yeah i i ended the game <laughs> i ended the game with like i want to say like 10 or 11 mana in play or maybe it was 12 mana in play and i just I had on the last turn of the game, I had just an absurd stack of cards in hand and I just had a ton of cards and a ton of mana. And I had been milling myself of a Jace Wilder mysteries. I had like six cards left in my deck and um, inverter of truth had been like never moored by Gideon's intervention. And people watching were wondering why I wasn't winning because they didn't realize that Gideon's intervention was naming Inverter. They're like, why hasn't he killed this guy like ages ago? <laughs> I had like multiple people ask me afterwards why I just didn't kill him. I was like, I can't cast Inverter of Truth. It's an enchantment. I have no way to deal with this thing. <laughs> I'm blue and black. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so I ended up like get my I have like I have like Jason play, and then I have like um god i had like i had enough i had like six cards in deck and i had with a thassa's oracle i had up to six devotion so i like i was like do all the thing okay cool uh thassa's oracle you and he's like okay i was like you die he's like no he like points at this gideon he has in place gideon the trials and the the emblem i was like oh yeah so I, I, I'm sorry, let me backtrack a bit. I had, it was game three, because game two I lost because I did not save a uh, way to kill a Gideon. And I had to flip my deck of Inverter, and I ended up with no way to actually get a Gideon off the field. He, like, played it in the in-between turn. I did the two-turn combo, and he, like, played a Gideon. And I had no way left in my deck to get rid of the Gideon. So I basically, early on in game three, had a, a hero's downfall and just, like, bookmarked that shit. Like, this is never getting cast until the turn I combo. And then I forgot about it because I had an absurd amount of cards in hand. And I just like forgot about that whole line. And so I like lay down this Thassa's Oracle with my like, you know, 12 mana or whatever in play. And he's like points at the Gideon's like, so you're going to you're going to lose next turn. Uh, like I was like, oh, no, my bad. Sorry. Uh, go through the hand. Uh, a hero's downfall. You're Gideon. Uh, play another Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> like i'm so sorry i'm not trying to slow roll you i'm just i'm just terrible <laughs> i felt so bad you're a bad man i know well, there was like a lot of people watching i'd literally never played the deck in favor before this event um i was just like just just feeling bad like just bad in general at magic and the deck and yeah but like i don't know how to play i don't know how to play combo very well is what i've been realizing the last few weeks i'm really bad at combo but i do know how to play control really well so I was like, I had the control aspect down pat, so I was definitely not going to, like, lose the game. But, like, actually doing combo-y kill-you things, whew. Play around hate pieces is something I'm I'm obviously really bad at. I've been discovering and to get better at this, because, wow, what a doozy. I've, I've been, I've baffled the shit out of myself the last few days. I'll get into that later. Anyways, I beat him on a white devotion guy. <laughs> sort of baffling end on the horizon. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And so I'm two and zero at this point, and you can the way they're doing the side events now is if you're two and zero, you can just say you want to split, and they don't even match you. You just get the split. You don't need an wow. opponent to agree to the split. I guess they don't waste the time with getting people to agree. And- yeah, so like I guess that way you don't get like sit down and your opponent like just doesn't show up, or they like want to draw, or but they you don't, don't want to split, and then you're like yeah. You know. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I want to get to play one event tonight. I want to play. And like no one else here is playing good decks as far as I can tell. So because no splits kill them all because no splits kill them all. I'll just slap the last person easy. And so I sit down. My opponent is this lady who's, you know, like there to have a good time, obviously, from how she's talking. She's like super nice. I had a really good time playing with her. And God, she baffled the shit out of me. The first game is like um, her, her. The game goes like uh, Thraven Inspector. She has um, uh, Heart of Kirin, like Gideon, like three mana Gideon. And then I see like, uh, I think I take like a Teferi out of her hand with like a Thoughtseize or something in the course of this game. I just get fucking beat down by Gideon becoming a dude plus uh, um, Heart of Kirin. Like I just get slapped. I forgot how hard that card hits, Heart of Kirin. That was like a thing I was playing a lot of back when, you know, the cat deck was a thing Ogo was a thing yeah and like oh my god yeah so i like no one's been playing that really anymore and i was like god that just branched me so i was like okay like jess guy like you know mid-rangey planeswalker stuff okay so i like sideboard you know yada yada and the next game she's just like got mono uh thraven inspectors veteran motorist and like vehicles i was like oh okay i guess she's actually just guy vehicles with like some planeswalkers okay i was like change my sideboarding like i took some like removal out like you know she had all these planeswalkers in game one i was like oh my god i don't want to like have all these fucking fatal pushes against this pile of planeswalkers it's like nope fatal push coming back in veteran motorist like need to kill that <laughs> um and then like the third game like she has like all four i think she had all four three it's like just three but inspectors the match man and so we end up in this like scenario where um i'm like uh I, she has like a bunch of three inspectors not much else going on and i get like uh, a kalidus resolved and then i like push an inspector so i have kalidus plus token and then um the next turn i like shove in with both I just want to gain some life because I'm like a little low and she has this like split card and one of the sides is like Boros mana Boros mana instant deal five damage to target attacking or blocking creature what like just fucking sends my Kalita straight to the shadow realm (laughs) it's like huh okay like like didn't have the mana or whatever for the reason to like you know make the token they eat the token or whatever i don't know it was bad it was really bad <laughs> yeah it was bad it was really bad did not expect to get like my cleta slap for five mid combat let me tell you um <laughs> so cletus dies i don't get any life because it's bef- it's before damage is done yeah so i'm at like uh i'm at six life and so um uh i end up like the next turn i go like uh inverter of truth i have like the combo over two turns and she's like uh spell call your inverter i'm like okay if i find removal i can like i have enough mana to like do the thing my graveyard is like small enough um and then so on her turn she's got like inspector i want to say yeah, I have like a blocker and she has like inspector and the spell queller. So I have like, you know, I'm at six. I can, I'll take two from the queller and I have blocks for the the inspector. And she thinks for a really long time. She's on six mana. She goes, Fay of Wishes for, you know, she casts Granted. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably not great. What is she going to get? And she like flips to the board fairly quickly and pulls out a card. Boros Charm. <laughs> pulls a fucking Boros Charm out of the board. And she's like, uh, tacky? I'm like, yeah. I was like, she's like, go to four. I'm like, yeah. She's like, Boros Charm you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Just hold the <laughs> hand out. I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> GG's. <laughs> Oh man, is that BM? The pre-combat wish for Boros Charm? Alright. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. What do you got for me? Oh man. Yeah. This is just, my plan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like didn't have mana up or whatever. Because I think I like tapped out or tapped low for the inverter or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, I was very dead. It was like, wow, <laughs> I just got fucking destroyed by like homebrew Jeskai vehicles with like a planeswalker plan B. I don't even this is sweet. She's like, yeah, this is like my deck I've been like toying with. I was like, seems good against inverter if they can't figure out what you're doing. <laughs> like, I mean, I could have had, you know, a, a, I think like the really combo slanted hand that deck would have had a really hard time because like they're like, you know, big removal spell requires attacking and blocking. It doesn't even kill an inverter anyways. But like, I never had like the like do the thing on one turn type setup. So yeah, feels bad. Probably could have won that match if I'd played better, but you know, I'm bad. So whatever. <laughs> got destroyed by Jeskai vehicles. Got my sweet two one. Oh, the worst part about all this was she was the pair down for me. <laughs> she was one and one. <laughs> so you both go two and one. So we both went two and one. Yeah. I don't think there was anyone like, I guess like all the two O's and like, you know, ID or whatever, or there was an odd number of us. I don't know. So, yeah, that was hubris right there. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Okay. What a way to start. Whatever. It was fun. I don't know. I can't be, I can't be salty about it. It was pretty spicy. Like whatever. I'm over here playing like no fun net deck and she's like, you know, bringing her like Jeskai vehicles, like sweet, you know, John's over here. John's over here going full sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely full full sweat. Yeah. Missed the net. Getting domed by the Tachanka turret. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just got memed on. Like I definitely got memed on big time. (laughs) Like, you know it's bad when you're losing to the deck you have to read all their fucking cards <laughs> so yeah kudos to her she definitely destroyed me god pile of thraven inspectors every game dude they were just everywhere little bees buzzing around pecking at me every game it's like i'm sure she didn't want to draw that many every game either herself so i don't know like i'm sure her deck wasn't even functioning entirely as intended I doubt you want to see four Thraven Inspectors in game three. (laughs) Probably not ideal. Uh, So went back to our our Super 8 hotel, motel, not a Holiday Inn. was clean, so that was cool. (laughs) Based on the price and the reviews, I was not expecting clean, so that was a win. (laughs) Yikes. GP success. Bed was not super uncomfortable and it was clean. What more can you ask for for what we paid? Came back the next day, played the Saturday Legacy event. I was on Blue Red Delver, my bay. I love me some uh, some Blue Red Delver. Uh, I just love Delver and Legacy, man. God, gets me hot. And uh, we can actually beat uh, the Depths decks now because of Brazen Borrower, which is pretty nifty. And uh, Blue Red Delver actually plays Wasteland now, which wasn't really a thing that used to be a thing 
you were like this weird counterburn deck. You didn't really want to play Wasteland like the other Delver decks, but now with um, some of your better, you know, grinding options like uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist and all that, you can actually like play like a, a Delver deck, like a blue red Delver deck in its own right, not just like a counter like deck. Like a real Delver deck. Yeah, you're not like a counterburn deck. You're like an actual Delver deck with like, you know, Wastelands and, and shit. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You got like real cards that weren't just like random dudes with prowess tacked on. <laughs> um, so I played against Green Black Depths the uh, the first round, and um, my opponent was really cool. He's like, oh yeah, he's like been in the hospital for a really long time, and he was like back playing Magic, um, uh, for the first time in a while. And he was on Green Black Depths, and he just like slaps me game one. <laughs> like just didn't have very good interaction you know did he did the thing and he's like he's like well i just want you to let you know he's like i don't have very good stamina because i've been in the hospital so i'm planning to just like to like play two rounds and then drop all these events he's like with the break i can like play a bunch of events with like the hour break you know where the third round would have been he's like i can just string events together and play one more magic that way he's like i just want to play magic he's like i'm gonna scoop to you 2-0 no matter what and i was like well that's really cool you don't have to do that whatever go to game three and just like just like do the Delver thing, man. Like wasteland days, you know, all the soft permission. Just like do Delver things, like kill him. Go to game three, do the same thing again. Just like just do the the Delver murder. He like flooded out kind of bad in the the third game too. So won it on my own right. Didn't didn't even need the scoop. Got him anyways. Feels good. Don't need your handouts. Yeah. But he was a really cool guy, so. Um, but it, it felt good to like not get a handout. I don't like. I don't like when people. I mean, it's cool when people say, "Oh, you get the win." It's like, "Oh, cool. I I get more prizes." But like, I like winning on my own rights. It feels better. Um, but uh, I've been practicing against uh, the guy I rode down with, Tall Mike. Um, he's on Green Black Depths as well. So I had actually been practicing. The only legacy I've really played in the last few months has been Blue Red Delver versus Turbo Depths. It's like I was like, why? Like why? This practice is never going to be Honestly relevant. Specific. Yeah, very specific, but convenient in this case. It was good that I was actually like pretty practiced in the matchup. And Mike had some extra spice in his list. It was more teched out, so I had like even more things to worry about than the this list, which was a little bit um less teched out for the current meta. Uh and then I played against uh Rug Delver the next round. And um uh game one, I did uh did Delver things and I uh I defeated my opponent. And then in game two, I kept a one lander and then I got wastelanded and then I didn't play any more magic and I died. <laughs> Hashtag just Delver mirrors. Uh, then the third game, I kept a hand that had like four lands in it. I was like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Um, so uh i locked him out of mana this game for quite a while but didn't like have like enough pressure to like close the game outright and he was able to like claw back in and get some mana and like you know do things um and then eventually i had like a couple dudes in play and he lands an oko i was like oh no (laughs) oh no um and so the new game becomes don't let oko minus five and take one of my dudes because that's bad news um, and so we get to like a turn where I'm able to, he has like a fetch and play and a food. And, um, I have like, uh, the ability to like knock him down to, um, I want to say like 
two or something. Basically, if he goes to like, because he's like, you know, kind of mana limited still. So I put him in a spot where if he goes to crack his, because I draw a bolt for the turn. So if I, if he cracks his fetch to eat his food after he's dealt combat damage, he'll die before he can eat the food. So I was like, all right, okay. I think he'll like figure out that like when I attack, he like needs to like eat the food first. But I want to put him to the test. So I like, you know, attack and dang, sure enough, he like, he has the, um, he has the, you know, the the line on me and cracks the fetch, eats the food, so he doesn't just die to the bolt in hand. So I'm like, uh, fine, I'll just bolt the Oko so it can't, you know, minus five the next turn and, and take my guy and turn the game around. So he goes, passes back, and then the next turn I just kill the Oko because, um, you know, he's out of, out of range at that point with the food. And then I just have guys in play, and he doesn't have an Oko anymore. And just having more dudes wins the game. This is actually a really fun and interesting matchup. The Delver Mirrors are always really interesting as long as one person doesn't get mana screwed. It's really weird because like both of you are just angling as much as possible to just like fuck the other person's mana and not play a game of magic. Like neither of you wants the other person to play magic. That's the whole goal at the beginning of the of the game is like try to stop the other person from playing any magic. Like just destroy their mana base. And then if you get past that stage, you actually have really interesting games. <laughs> but the goal is to never get to that point. <laughs> Who wants to have fun? Just try to get a free win. <laughs> Everything the light touches, we must wasteland. But what about the shadow, shadow area? Those are interesting games. You must never go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Oh, Delver. Delver mirrors are weird, but they are really fun when they shape up in, into a longer game. Uh, and then the the rug versus um, uh, red blue red thing is just interesting now because like um, he's playing like, cooting mandrels and not and not goifs, and I'm playing magmatic sinkhole at this point, so like I can actually like kill a bigger guy, which blue red didn't used to really have good ways to kill big guys. And like the matchup just has a lot of play to it. Like brazen borrower is pretty good against hooting mandrels. Um, so like I don't know the matchup just felt like really I would gladly play like you know a bunch more uh, matches against uh, of blue red versus rug um, felt really interesting uh, so that was cool it's actually very different than how it used to be the decks have changed a lot since you know how they used to be so this time I learned my lesson uh, from the the pioneer event the day before and I just ID <laughs> and I went and got Nero. Uh, so for my my forty dollars of entry fees, I I cashed in and got an euro, which was about what they were selling for at the vendor. Yeah, which is not too bad. Actually. Not what I was willing to actually pay cash for an euro. I was like, fuck that! I'm not playing forty dollars for an euro. Screw that. Um. So I I cashed in my my ticks and got an euro. Uh, and then later that day, I put in the modern double up forty dollar entry fee. Uh, I was playing Eli Cassis's blue black Wurza list. I came into some Urzas. Um, Tall Mike, our local degenerate mox opal player, is sworn off unfair decks now and is buying into fair trash just like everyone else at Great Escape. I'm excited. He he has purchased a lot of very fair magic cards this weekend. He sold a lot of old jank and bought a lot of very fair cards like Tarmogoyf. <laughs> so, but uh, he traded me his Ursas a while back for some like random jank out of my binder like Aether Vial. Um, so now I can play fair Ursa decks because why why play busted Mox Opal crap when you can play stuff with Cryptic Command and Fatal Push? So uh, I played that deck in the event. I got matched up against Grixis Death Shadow in the first round, and I had no clue what the 
fuck I was doing. I've literally never played the deck before. I played one practice game against Mike before the event. And uh, yeah, a game, a game, a game that we did not finish. I did learn that I needed to fetch for basics much more aggressively. So it was still actually very informative because I got stuck where I couldn't cast an astrolabe and was like, this seems bad. <laughs> um, so uh, putting a step shout out, turns out Thopter Sword is really good against them. Who would have thought? Um, turns wow. out uh, you don't even have to be very afraid of like team or battle rage effects when you can just make a pile of Thopters and just you know throw the whole school bus full of thopters in front of them <laughs> who cares if it's like you know attacking for you know a billion damage when you've got a billion thopters to soak it all up and you just gained a billion life while making the thopters <laughs> um so yeah i did uh i did thopter things and uh and then won that match it was more complicated than that but it was it ran pretty long i don't remember the details very well but there was it was very interesting uh, it was a fun match a lot of back and forth. Colgon's command real good. Uh, opponent didn't find nearly as many as he would have liked to. The next round, uh, I get paired up against humans, and I get dumpstered. Just dumpstered. <laughs> I sit down, and my opponent leads on, like, you know, um, a noble hierarch or something, and I was thinking about the, like, the makeup of the deck list, and I'm like, this does not seem like a good matchup. Um... And I lose game one in short order, and I look at my sideboard guide that Eli Cassis provides to people who uh, sub him on uh, on Twitch. That what it just says like humans, you lose. It just doesn't have humans at all. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> look at the sideboard. Well, no dead of winners here. <laughs> I guess we'll put this four fatal push in. Uh <laughs> yeah it wasn't wasn't hot the well the the well was not very deep on options for humans let me tell you uh and i got run over a second time <laughs> so yeah got uh got got slapped go into round three i have to play for my two one and i get paired against eldrazi taxes and um eldrazi taxes uh suffers a similar problem to the that grexus death shadow does in that it has a really hard time beating a bunch of fucking thopters <laughs> turns out lots and lots of thopters is almost as as good of a value as uh you know that infomercial used to always see during daytime tv lots and lots of trains <laughs> you know you mean flicker wisp doesn't match up well against Authopter? No. You know how you got like, you know, the 20 DVD set of lots and lots of trains? Yeah, I had 20 DVD sets of Thopters, man. They were just coming out and thunk in sheets <laughs> into play. Did not have nearly enough Thopter tokens. Um you can overcome a lot of a lot of problems just by making a lot of Thopters, it turns out. Way behind on board, make a lot of Thopters. Really low on life, make a lot of Thopters. <laughs> Opponents got way more cards than you, make a lot of Thopters. Like, it'll all come ahead in the end. The Thopters, Thopters beat all. Except for Plague Engineer. <laughs> Many Thopters died in the Thopter Wars. <laughs> to a couple of Plague The Great Engineers. Illness. Yeah, the Great Illness. But uh, my opponent never had it at the right time to, like, convert it into a you know a kill on the spot i'd always you know kind of buoyed my life total back up making the thopters that the engineer killing them all and then getting smacked was like enough for me to like dig a little bit and find a, an answer to the engineer and then just go back to my degenerate thopter making ways so um came out of that one with a win and um i since it was a double up was just short of an uro 
And I thought about it for a bit and realized I did not want to buy loose standard packs at a terribly inflated price. So you remember you used to be able to go like, I think it was like three, I think it was what, 10, 10 ticks a pack and you could get a box for 360. And yeah, you, it was you, like got, 10 ticks you got 400 for a three O. Um, so you could get a box and then some. They're like double up, right? Yeah. No, just the regulars were 400 for mm-hmm. three and O and the double up is like eight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like 200 for two and uh, one, uh, two oh and one is 300, and then uh, three and oh is 400, and the double up is double of all that. Um, and so now, uh, a box is like 600 something, and like loose packs are like 20. <laughs> it's like, geez, terrible, terrible value. SEG is just reaming people, it's so bad. Um, channel fireball. What did I say? SEG. Oh, sorry. No, that's that's slander. Uh, no, SCG, not to my awareness, is reaming people. Channel Fireball is though. God, that pricing is bad. I don't. Yeah, they're they were they were already selling boxes basically with these events, and like they already were making money because selling a box to them is turning a profit because they're buying it, you know, at a lower price. So they're they're like selling the box at an even higher markup than they would ever sell it for in cash. It's like annoyed me. So I was thinking about it. I didn't want to get loose packs, so I ended up actually just buying a hundred points off of someone for ten bucks and bought an Euro <laughs> for what equivalent equivalent the equivalent of fifty dollars basically. So I got my two my two Euros for forty five each basically, which is better than just paying cash for two Euros and not playing any magic. <laughs> so I have two Euros now, so I can play stupid mid range decks in modern. Yeah. Um, but the main event was small. Uh, I took some pictures at the start of round three, which is when everyone came off their buy. So I think that's about. Some people might have dropped it, you know, Owen two, but um, I think that's probably the largest size the the room was for the main event throughout you know the day. I think that was kind of the the peak of of attendance and. I'm trying to think how to describe how big it was. Um, I think there was like about, I want to say there was like high 400, low 500, very, very, very low 500. If they made 500 people in the main event. Hmm. And I think I've played a sort of side event with that many people. Yeah. Like the PTQ you did and in Seattle, the legacy uh, PTQ, the legacy PTQ was, I think only like, 260 or something oh was like it that. okay but yeah Which it was, was still insane because i had to oh god go how many rounds of swiss was that seven like six six or seven rounds six of swiss seven? yeah yeah it's pretty gross anyways it was I, i've never seen a main event even approaching this small it was absurd but there's a lot of things going against it, right? it was sealed which is not the most popular i think it's the least popular gp format i think it's probably pretty safe to assume um it was in Reno, which doesn't seem to be nearly as big of a draw as a place like Vegas. Uh, a little bit harder to get airfare there, and just it's not a lot going on in Reno. Uh, and you know the whole coronavirus scare <laughs> being a big one. Uh, yeah. That's pretty big factor. Um, yeah, and then I, I'm sure the the snow warning on Saturday night uh, probably kept some people from Sacramento area, Bay Area, from driving over. So. Yeah, it was pretty small. And the side events weren't large either. (laughs) 
Um, the legacy and pioneer ones were in like the like 30 to 40 person range, which is uh, not the biggest. The modern one was pretty big. Modern was definitely pulling good numbers the whole weekend for side events. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I managed to not spend that much money uh, over the course of the weekend, and I walked away with two euros. So hey, had a good time. Uh, saw a lot of good people. Was pretty fun. Um, I saw Marshall Sutcliffe. Guy is really tall. Have you seen him he in is person? Very tall. He is yeah, and you're he's you're very tall. You're tall. He like, is very tall. You don't think that he's tall because he's always sitting down with the commentary or whatever. And then I remember the first time I saw him like standing, I was like, is that really Marshall? <laughs> like, is that really how tall he is? Like, what the fuck? And he's always wearing like, you know, dress clothes when he casts, but he was like playing in the event. So he's wearing like a like plaid, like a plaid, you know, button up, uh, like a what do you call it? A, my brain's working. Like what, like what I'm wearing right now, like a flannel, like a plaid flannel. Uh, and it just made him look bigger. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just made him look even taller. More like a lumberjack? Yes, it was red. It was red and black. He looked like a lumberjack. He was gigantic. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, I got one more one more Reno anecdote, actually. So I have my, my foil-signed popper cube that I've talked about before. And I was looking, there weren't really that many artists there doing signings, but I always try to get, you know, anything that I have in the cube that isn't signed, signed. And so um, I was looking and there was actually an artist who I hadn't really uh, seen at an event uh, that I've been to yet. And there was actually a card in the cube that I needed to get signed. It was a, uh, an unhinged card. It was Ordinary Pony. <laughs> One of the like augment cards or whatever, where it's like on the art, it's like, ass end and front end are going into a tube you know, you oh, know yeah, those cards yeah. yeah it's just like an above stat line three drop in white at common it's like it has, it has okay you know okay body and then like an ability it's like you know just okay meets the cut for popper cube apparently and so i go over um i borrow some cash from someone because i forgot to bring any cash to the event i'm always going to bring at least a $20 bill to an event in the future. Cause I had to like bum cash off people on three separate occasions and Venmo them back. And cumulatively it was all like less than $10. I think. Yeah. It was like <laughs> less than $10 in three separate amounts. It was awful. I felt like such a loser. Um, so definitely going to bring at least a 20 next time I go to a GP. No one takes card there. Uh, but the events do now, which is really cool. You can like tap to pay with your phone. So that was really neat. Anyways, so I go over and she is the the artist that I assume anytime they need a horse or a pony drawn, she's their lady because she did the My Little Pony cards that they had the promos for and like just various horse related art. She had a lot of animals too. Um, like she had like, you know, really cute animals and stuff, but she was apparently the go to for pony related magic cards. And I get in line to get my stuff signed, and I realized, oh no, people are going to think that I am a brony. <laughs> As I stand there in the line <laughs> with everyone else with their My Little Pony packs of cards. And I was like, oh no, I'm character assassinating myself just by standing here. <laughs> and so I get up, and she was really nice. Um... I always like meeting the artists and talking to them. It's it's kind of cool to put a face to the art. Uh, I've always really liked the art in the game. And I said, I've got a card you probably don't see too often. 
You probably don't get this one to sign very much. I lay down my one ordinary pony foil. And she's like, oh, wow. She's like, yeah, I don't see this one too often. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a horse standing there. It's like a pony standing there with its middle inside of a tube. It's like, you know. It's just it's an ordinary pony. It's an ordinary pony. Like she drew it as ordinary as possible. <laughs> So she slaps the signature on that boy, uh, that bad boy, and I, I went on my way. <laughs> so y- you know, uh, you should have asked her to do an altar for you. An altar, yeah. Because if she's the the um, pony expert, uh huh. Turn your ordinary pony into a lying dog faced pony soldier. What? A lying dog faced pony soldier. What is this a reference to? <laughs> this is a reference to uh okay so at a at a rally joe biden called a woman a lying dog-faced pony soldier what yes <laughs> that's like some not the onion shit what i don't have any context here and, and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> like, Brand- like, like where did you even come up with that joe as, as- and so so he's so apparently like his um sorry to get all political on you guys but um uh, apparently <laughs> if we, like his some of his campaign staff said like oh it was a it was a line from from a movie I forget um who would, this uh, is this is some brand new sentence type shit man and <laughs> and they went and looked through all the like scripts of the movies and they couldn't find anything about like dog faced pony soldiers. Yeah, the internet's always gonna catch you out if you try to make something up. What the fuck? So <laughs> it's like right at the beginning. Oh my god. Okay, we probably don't need this put on. Just like, no, you haven't. So I don't know. Some some women says something, and, and he's like, no, you haven't. You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. It's <laughs> like, wow. I don't know what what your brain is doing or going through to come up with that. That's like your that's a hard altar calling of choice. That's a difficult altar to uh, execute on. I feel like. Yeah, it's, how would you know if it's lying? That's a that is a Steve Argyle length altar session. <laughs> so about an hour. But probably the only one who might be willing to do it for you would be RK. Who was there? He was there. RK Post with will draw politi- you anything. He has some you very want. political tokens. <laughs> that I won't draw, go into. He'll draw anything you ask him to draw. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. D- didn't they like ask him to stop drawing so many dicks on things in GPs? Uh, yeah, you've mentioned that before. I'm pretty sure like CFD could, like, toned down the the dicks. They were like, "Could you just like just less less penises, please? Just we're not saying no dicks, but just less less <laughs> dicks, please." Please, less, less penises, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's great. I wish I had, like, time to, like, uh, uh, go check out. So I looked at his tokens a little bit, and he had some great tokens. Actually, I think it's, I think it's Andrea Raddick is the, the pony lady. She had tokens. She had an assassin token, and it was the goose from Untitled Goose Game with the knife in its mouth. <laughs> That's amazing. Great A token. Really wanted one, but again, I had no cash. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just enough cash to tip her that I'd bummed off of somebody 
with the promise of a a Venmo repayment once I had cell service because there was no cell service inside the venue whatsoever. It was awful. It was just a black hole for T-Mobile. Pro tip, next time you go to a GP, don't travel with someone that has the same cell service of you as you. If uh, you both have shit service. We both had T-Mobile. Was bad. Almost got trapped in Reno. <laughs> it's like, we need to get out of Reno. It was like, GPS wow. ain't coming on. <laughs> no maps here. Like, ask Mike. I was like, does it tell you what direction we're going in? He's like, nope. It was like, too dark to see the mountains. Guess, I think we were going this way at one point. Drive that way for a while. He's like, yeah, you were driving in the right direction. But you can't get on the freeway from here, so we have to go back. <laughs> so we had to, like, go back several miles the direction we traveled in blindly <laughs> to hit an on-ramp to get onto a freeway, to get onto another freeway, to get onto the freeway we wanted to get on. That was cool. Not. Well, anyway, yeah, talking about Archipos, uh, so I have one of his, his tokens here. Oh, yeah, Let's there we go. It. So this is a Diva Gremlin token. I've <laughs> never played a card that produced a Gremlin, but... Yeah, he has everything. Have a token. He has everything. <laughs> you want it, he's got it. I want to say... I actually don't know if it was his token or not. Let me see here. <laughs> just got his, I, all your stuff is on your desk, so it's easy access. Yeah, it was arcade pills. So what I re- I really enjoyed this token. Um, it was a clue token. It's fucking Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah, I saw that. And what, what, was cra- what a great token. So what My was God. crazy is I've never seen that before. At least I don't remember ever seeing it before. And I played against the lady that had mono Thraven Inspectors the night before. And I literally referred to the card as Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I was like, oh, another Inspector Gadget. And then I like the next day, I'm standing in RK Post booth and I see the, the clue token. I would blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly a hard jump to make, but no. but, but it was good. It was really good. It's sweet, though. That is sweet. Aaron Miller's tokens are nice, too. I buy only Aaron Miller tokens if I can get away with it. I have a pile here on my desk. I love I love his tokens. I, have- I would continue to use them, but they're not Japanese. They're not um foil Pokemon cool. cards. I get a I get them all signed in gold. He has great art. Aaron Miller, if you make foil tokens, I'll He does, I believe. Uh I'll on be his back. website. He uh he sells stuff on his website and then he um he has a Kickstarter where he does fancy ones, I believe. Cause you know I've gone full full foil bitch and you know <laughs> Everything must be foil. Even the tokens must be foil. Yeah, it's like me. Even my tokens, I like. I want signed tokens. <laughs> so the the thing is, like, I don't, you know, and since tokens don't have to be the official cards, like, you have an opportunity to use whatever random bullshit you want mm-hmm. for tokens most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? I guess on coverage, they hate that stuff. But oh, yeah, they hate it real, real big. <laughs> but um. You know, definitely people are people are pretty cool with it as long as it's all you know it's the same the same kind of token like so uh you know with zombies like i make a lot of zombies and i don't have i don't have a ton of like watsy zombie tokens as it is and certainly not foil ones so i've been using random fucking foil pokemon cards <laughs> nice yeah if you want to do the real pep, although it's not foil, so you probably won't, there's the really, really old, uh, like, Chris Rush zombie tokens. Getting signed ones of those. Whew, real, real expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> Just a ball hard. 
Yeah, ball hard. There's also like with the there's like some uh company in like Asia that made weirdo tokens way back in the day, and those are really rare too. I don't know if you, and you probably haven't seen them, but there's like they have some. There's a couple tokens. There's like a zombie one and uh, an elf one, I think, and a couple other. Yeah, like his bees. Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Aaron Miller bees, man. Hornet queen, terrific tokens. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron Miller makes great stuff. Um, then I had these plants for. Um, I will. I will happily him. shill for him all day on the podcast. His art is great. His tokens are great. He's a really cool guy. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him when we were at Vegas, where I saw him multiple days because it was like a four day event, and he he likes to wear like kind of bright colors, and he had he had color coordinated frames for his glasses that matched his outfits. Like he was wearing like orange one day. He had orange glasses that day. Another day he had like electric blue glasses. Nice. Which is like that is dedication and either fake glasses or way too much money spent on prescription frames. <laughs> like holy crap. Because <laughs> I think I saw like at least three pairs of glasses. So I'm I'm hoping those weren't like real. <laughs> Maybe it's a really stable prescription. It's like had him yeah, forever. Yeah, he could have just the same prescription for years, and every couple of years he gets a new pair. Gets a new pair, add, adds to his wardrobe. I can wear yeah. orange now because I have orange frames. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, like every every few years he unlocks a new color in his wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a pretty deep um, archive of tokens too. Like he's got a lot of different types, like RK Post does, which is nice. If you want, if you like matching all your stuff, they're good artists to go through because you can like have the same art style on all your stuff anyways <laughs> way out in the weeds on on reno there um <clears throat> i guess we should get into something uh a little bit more relevant now for the average listener aside from funny stories and that is um i guess we could start with uh scg indie that happened on our off week it was a pioneer open and um i know probably a big surprise to all of you i'll pull it up here for the uh viewers on youtube but uh wow there was a lot of inverter wow surprising i'm sure to all of you um for the top eight wow wow what a surprise inverter is a good deck who would have thought um yeah, it's not that good loses to just sky vehicles <laughs> yeah I don't think it was the deck was the problem, Chris. I think I, th- I think it was me. Um, but uh, the interesting thing here is the lack of uh, of Lotus Breach. Um, the first one I see is in like twelfth place, yeah, and one guy in twelfth, and that's we're, we're scrolling after that. About it, yeah, forty fourth. Um, I think a lot of it is just people are really boarding well against it now. And it is vulnerable to a lot of different types of hate. Um, you know, just permanent-based, spell-based, land-based to an extent. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways to hate it out. Like, Damping Sphere, the most common. But Alpine Moon also works. Yeah. You know, stuff like um, Rule of Law not legal in pioneer but yes <laughs> uh the there's the other one though, the new one right um a deafening silence i think I is what it's, it's called was it 
don't think that's what it's called. But it was deafening silence. It's probably going to be in this mono white deck, so let's have a look here. Nope, not in there. Nope, they don't play it. It's like a <laughs> single white mana. Anyways. Um, All right, rest in peace is also good against it. Yes, quite good. Um, so we've got a lot of inverter. Uh, Azorius Control in third. Uh, mono white in fifth. Uh, Golgari Aggro in sixth, which I want to take a look at here. Ooh. Now this is a, a deck that we used to see a lot more of uh, stuff like this in Pioneer, um, and it's kind of gone away more recently, but it's the eight elves bunch of th super sweet three drops deck <laughs> um, with like Lovestruck Beasts, Rahonis, Rishkar, Rotting Regisaur, Steel Leaf Champion, Yorvo, and then some Galtas and Great Hinges to top it off and some Collected Cocos to uh, Collected Companies, not Collected Cocos, to uh, tie the room together. Yeah, Clutch Company can't get Galtha, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And the Great Henge. Yeah, the Great Henge has been uh, in a lot of these decks for a while now. Just, uh, you know, you poop it out when uh, you've got some, some guys in play. Pretty and... good with Rotting Regisaur. Yeah, yeah. Keeps you gassed up, so... Yeah, Rotting Registrar is uh, a pretty solid card, actually, and I think it's yeah basically exclusively the reason they're in black, aside from some sideboard cards. The sideboard cards are pretty good, though. Uh, Fatal Push, Thoughtseize, Golgari Charm, Leyland of the Void, having the ability to maybe cast it, and Stain the Mine, actually, uh, quite a good card as well in these creature decks. Oh, yeah. Gives you uh, some hate against uh, Inverter and, and Breach and, and such. This deck's actually... This deck is way too fair, but uh, if I was going to play a fair deck, this is a, a cool one. Kind of like it. Powerful. I mean, playing a 7-6 on turn 2 is... That's a clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a cool one. Got some main deck Grave Hate before Scavenging uses too, so... A uh, little bit of power to fight back against stuff. Um, mono white in seventh, and then another inverter deck in eighth, and then we've got a lot of Sultai Delirium kind of hanging out in the you know ninth through twenty fourth, quite a bit actually. Man, how many do we have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven copies from ninth to twenty fourth. Quite a few. Yeah, I imagine this deck is would be fairly popular among you know. It's kind of like the Jund, the fair mid-range deck of the format. Yeah, I take it back. If I was going to play a fair deck, I guess this would be the fair deck I would play. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I do like that it gets to play Ishkana and Emrakul, the Promised End. I did play uh, Green Black Delirium and Standard. And one of my unfortunately, you don't own enough Earls to play this deck. I own two now, but yeah. Tall Mike picked up two at the event, so you know, buy our powers combined. <laughs> have a play set. Uh, I still have my Ishkanas and Emrakuls. I do not have uh, Nissa who shakes the world, however. <laughs> uh, do you have a Eat to Extinction? I was just going to say, I don't even know what this card does. What is this? Exile a creature or planeswalker. Look at the top card of your library. You may. It's got Surveil it's one. Surveil. But not. <laughs> I hate when they do this. They don't. Yeah, wanna... this is one thing I, I think I've bitched about before. But they make like a th the they make a keyword that does a thing, mm. and then they're like, "We like they, this." They will never use the keyword ever again in any set outside of that block. Yeah, 
even if it does the exact same fucking thing. I guess with the vague exception of sometimes the keyword will make it into like a core set card. They'll call it evergreen or whatever. Yeah. You know, but God, it's so annoying. Yeah, I would prefer to have more keywords. You know, they talk a lot about how their cards are getting too wordy and Theros was the new Theros set was definitely an example of of that. God, Oracle Thassa has a fucking shitload of text on it, as do all the Titans. Um, or all two of them, I should say. But there's just a lot of very wordy cards. Dream Trawler comes to mind as well. Um and keywords <laughs> a lot of fucking words keywords can help reduce the amount of text on a card imagine like because what dream Tra- dream Trawler has lifelink and flying right <laughs> so or it says it gains lifelink imagine if you had to like write that all out too <laughs> it gains hex if you discard it yeah write up that like if ishkanal if ishkanal has delirium it, like it doesn't remind you what delirium is which is good actually it does does it oh it's probably if there's four or more yeah it's got a lot of text on that card too yeah but um yeah so some some of the some keywords um some stuff are not keywords i don't think delirium is is it actually a, a keyword as far as the game is concerned or is it just like a a shorthand because they do that as well right where like some stuff is like it's a shorthand and so it'll always say like the thing and then what the thing does and you never actually see it without the yeah, explanation i don't know so like delirium, it might just say like is that what surveil was too like is surveil actually technically a keyword or is it just like a a shorthand i don't know the terminology for this i'm showing my lack of knowledge hmm. anyways <laughs> but yeah i agree i think uh well is shorthand like a like loot yeah i guess maybe i don't know because like loot is not a key well, they don't print loot on a card though right they never right. say loot or uh rummage i don't think right yeah yeah these are just like uh fan names whereas this actually does say like delirium on the card but anyways, um, yeah, would like to see more of that. Clean the cards up a little bit, less text. Um, the game already has like an absurd acquisition rate, anyways. So like, if someone picks up the game and can remember like what haste, vigilance, life, look, and all that crap do, like, how much harder is it to like pick up new keywords occasionally? I don't know. Well, like constellation is that a is that a keyword? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, constellation is just uh, is it just rebranded? Um, I think Chroma? delirium always states if there's four or more card types, then you do this thing. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, way out in the weeds again, as we're like to do. Um, heat to extinction. Wish it just said exiled turret creature or planeswalker surveil. Uh, would be a way cleaner looking card. Um, anyways, yeah, this deck's cool. I wish, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I really like Inverter, but, like, if if Inverter gets banned, will we see more, like, blue-black decks of, like, Hostage Takers and, uh, what's the new, uh, 4-mana Demir card that, like, you play the little game where you, like, put a card face up and a card face down or whatever? Oh, yeah, uh, whatever that card's called. This is the Oracle of Half-Truths. God, I... I fucking love those cards i love like four and five mana blue black cards that just do cool card advantage shit <laughs> but like novel card advantage you know uh oh yeah i'm i'm big big on those cards i would love to play more of those um i a lot of like both of those are like 
a borderline playable and pioneer. They're not like I don't know if they're not I don't know, like not quite good enough. I feel like at the current power level of the format, but like I think they're just like a cut below, just like slightly below. Problem is, I don't think the format's going down in power level. I think it's only going to go up as more cards get printed. So I don't think no, they'll yeah. ever really like see too much play, which is a bummer. That that Oracle Half Troops one, especially, I really want to play with that card. I'm like want to make it work in something. I wonder if it would work. Um, in a oh god i've been broken chris this is bad i've been i've been exposed i've been uh infected by uh heartless summoning <laughs> <laughs> i'm like man what about with heartless summoning oh no, no it's still not good. oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's not good you know what still isn't very good with heartless summoning sphinx of utun what's that even do it's factor fiction stapled to a sphinx <laughs> Why? Because then I think it's like three mana. You get a four three flyer with Harlow Summoning that foffs. That's quite good. It's like pretty hot, right? Yeah. But foff is bad. Or not foff, sorry. Harlow Summoning is bad. As we found out in our most recent video. I think the the real the real takeaway from that that uh that league was how how good uh how good um Obnixilis is. <laughs> That card is that card is uh Volakut and Prismatic Omen like wrapped into one card. <laughs> I stand corrected. Sphinx of Uthun with a Heartless Summoning in play becomes a five mana four five flyer <laughs> that foffs. It's seven mana? Jeez. I mean I guess that makes sense. Like Foff is a pretty powerful effect. Attack onto a body. Ugh. Gross. Remember when Prognostic Sphinx was a good card? Alright, so you get a you get a flying Tassiger that foffs on ETB for five mana. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Not interested. I'll play Dream Trawler for that much mana. <laughs> the Dream Trawler with Heartless Summoning. Oh my god. It's a two four? It's still pretty good. It attacks as a four five? That's good. It's still good. God, it's like so its cost is blue, blue, white, white though. Or white, white, blue, blue. Yeah. <laughs> and you're this is in your Esper deck. In your black deck. Yeah, yeah your fucking Esper deck. Yikes. <laughs> Good luck with that one. That sounds like a painful mana base. You really need that dream trawler to get in. <laughs> but you can play one mana Rodging Registars. One mana six five. I'm more in on that. I don't know if I'm bad in though. <laughs> Dude, then your goal to only cost 10 <laughs> Get out of here. Holy <laughs> shit. You're a bad man. <laughs> and then it gets reduced less because all your creatures are smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that works out in your favor in the long run. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> your love strike beast will never attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can never have a well you know if you have a two you'll need a, you'll need a two two this becomes a one one <laughs> oh man oh rich car there you go there you go just put your counters on something else amazing 
They should sprint hard summoning into Pioneer. What, what is it from like Shrek where they're like, ha, oh, the beast has fallen in love with the princess or whatever, right? Like mocking him. It's like, just take out princess and put bear in. It's fallen in love with the bear. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a noble beast. A noble beast. Is that really its, its creature type? Noble beast? It's a beast noble, but yes. Oh, that's... That's excellent. I like that. <laughs> Why is noble a creature type? I feel like I feel like we're lacking a few too many creature types to have noble be a You know who's type. not a noble? Noble hierarch. <laughs> it's just a human. Watsi flees around a That's <laughs> uh that's the yeah, noble flavor, in, that's a flavor fail. It's that's noble in demeanor, but not in in encased. <laughs> Which is just bad taste. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Yeah, it's a fucking druid. Yeah, not a noble. It's a human druid. Whack, whack. Anyways, we had another event of sorts this past weekend, which was the uh, Modern Showcase Challenge, which I'm gonna pop over to here. And Chris, this is your time to shine because boy, oh boy, do we have some amulet. <laughs> Um, but it was taken down by a Primeval Titan deck, but not an amulet one. This is a no amulet list, kind of like how people were doing that whole bug field deck back when Oko was a thing. Mm-hmm. This is basically that deck, but take out Oko's and put in Dried of the Elysian Grove and play some Valakuts and bam, it's the same deck, same thing. And the winner's name is Avocado Toast. Does that make, you know, any deck they play, just call it, like, Millennial Millennial Titan? <laughs> they're uh, peak Millennial with the Avocado Toast, right? See, Millennials are killing the amulet market. <laughs> My Millennial Eye. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Way too many good yeah. jokes. I always make fun of these decks by basically saying they're they're amulet. It's an amulet deck for people who aren't good enough to play amulet. Damn, brutal, savage, wrecked. <laughs> I mean, because like that's just amulet some... today. Amulet is amulet decks for people who aren't good enough to play amulet. Kind of true, <laughs> but those decks are amulet's still harder to play than this deck. This deck is like this deck is almost easier to play than Scapeshift. Oof, oof. Let's not get too hasty. This deck has triggers. I mean, so does that deck, but... Because, I mean, like, Scapeshift plays Field of the Dead now, too, so they're almost of the same deck. Yeah, there really has been kind of a, a confluence in all these these big mana decks. It's like, you're playing Field, so do you know how to get lands with different names? Yeah, all right, cool, you want to play the deck? <laughs> in Cran, it's like, like Forest. If you have Forest... And you sack Elder, should you get Forest or Stoicord Forest? Stoicord Forest. Oh, congratulations, you're an expert. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Little, like, party ball opens and confetti comes out. Congratulations, you are a winner. Yeah, interesting that it's this one's splashing black instead of blue. So the, the typically you're playing the bug because um you're really only bug because of Bajuka Bog. But yeah, you're playing blue so you could transmute Tolori West. Mm-hmm. 
granted this was before um dryad came out so there's no valakut thing in the old list mm -hmm. but yeah a bunch of black mana just so you can play a bunch of black sideboard cards you know some trophies some decays the old classic 2-2 split between cranial extraction and memoricide <laughs> yeah i fucking love that just in case oh you extract me i got the split i'm gonna extract you back it's like you're you're not bringing this card against humans. Like that's not relevant. Yeah, it's for the mirror. I, it's so when you try to cranial extraction their cranial extractions. <laughs> like, does are there cards that interact specifically with arcanes? That I I, I don't know. <laughs> no, you could splice it. You could splice something onto it. Yeah, you have no other arcanes in your deck. You could splice on um. What is it? Uh, peer, peer into depths or whatever. <laughs> well, you peer need a card through depths splice. Peer through depths has splice, doesn't it? I don't think it does. Really? Oh. I think it's just an arcane. Yeah. Oh. I think the only the oh. only cards that people play in modern that have splice are desperate ritual, um, the green shoal. Actually, the green shoal doesn't even have it. It's um through the breach. They splice onto the shoal. That always is a fucking doozy when that that never happens, but when it does, whew, always a surprise. <laughs> Grishel Brand was like the only deck that did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it did it more often than you would have wanted it to. It's true. Because it's a mana less to splice. <laughs> Deck's dead now, though. No yeah. more Faithless. Just play Neil Brand, why would you play? Anyway. <laughs> So in second place we've got uh Etron, who cares about that? Uh and then in third place, uh we've got an actual Amulet Titan deck. Okay, so the only thing remotely interesting about Etron is that it plays once upon a time now. That is true, and they play like a four and a forest, forest, right? Yeah. Just one. All you need. You can have one forest as a treat. So I, you know, once upon a time makes more sense in this deck than traditional Tron, right? Because you actually play creatures in this deck. Yeah. I mean, it um, makes perfect sense in traditional Tron because it's insane. Yeah, but even 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 better here, it's right? Even insaner. Because you can like have, you can hit action much more reliably. Yeah. And it gets around your chalice, so it's like it's perfect. <sighs> yeah. Why play stupid ancient strings when it gets countered by your own chalice? But screw that. Let's talk about. Wait, wait, wait. Um, there is one spicy card in this list. Actually, it's got it's got Sky Sovereign Council's flagship. No, 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 no. The only spicy thing going on here is Sundering Titan ha. to wish for against the Dryad of the Elysian Grove decks. I did see a screenshot on Twitter of someone getting sent to the fucking Shadow Realm by this card in that exact matchup. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> they were left with like one land in play. <laughs> it was like a basic one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they like apologized in the chat first. Uh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> like, oh, you can have a land. I've got a 710. <laughs> Good luck. Who's the Titan now? <laughs> Anyways. So the thing is, I, I own like all of Etron. Never play it would you never play it 
I guess I technically don't have a Sky Sovereign Council flagship. <laughs> I'm sure you could acquire one for quite a low cost. I also don't have an engineering bridge, but... Eh. Or Ugin. <laughs> Turns out you just don't have all of the deck at all. Well, Ugin the Ineffable. Mm. Anyway, screw you, Tron. It's exploring. Um, third place, we have... Punt then wine. Uh, anyone who's in the know about Amulet on online knows Punt. Um, Punt is one of the more like higher profile online players of the deck. Um, previously known for playing the Lotus Bloom variant, uh, he was a big uh, advocate for that that version of the deck prior to the printing of Deferi Time Reveler. <laughs> Not so much uh, afterwards. Yeah, probably. not so much after after that. And with the rise of humans, Lotus Bloom became a lot worse as well. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Running Mage, pretty good against suspend cards. <laughs> Ugh. I got delayed um, last night. <laughs> got a card. I think I got a Teferi delayed. Hmm. Buy it. Ironic. Buy, buy an amulet titan deck. That's hot. <laughs> Which was also playing through the breach. That's not so hot. And fifteen mana Emrakul. Yeah, <laughs> that that deck is a meme. I was consistently confused as the match went on, up until the point I killed them. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so Punt uh, currently is one of the top trophy. Um, leaders on the modern leagues um, he was leading for a while but I don't know if he's still up there number one uh, he plays just Ambulate anyway uh, interesting things about his list he's only playing one Azusa yeah what the heck man one Azusa yeah, one Azusa for Explorer Explorer more powerful than Azusa confirmed <laughs> yeah that one's a head scratcher yeah it's hard, to, hard for me to get behind that you don't think it's the truth? Because back in the day, um, you know, when people were still playing a Secure Tribe Scout, um, which, by the way, he's playing four Grazer and no Snake, because why would you play Snake when you're trying to play Dryads and Zeus's? Sane. <laughs> also, uh, Punt is also a, um, a believer in the Boros Garrison Sun Home. Not on that Hanover Battlements crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Just Explorers just always felt like a very medium card. Very medium card. I mean, that's because it is a very medium card. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know why you play for Explorer over maxing Zeus's. Uh, I guess Explorer is like something you can do earlier than Azusa if you get like Inquisitioned or something. Yeah. Like they're not going to take Explore with an Inquisition usually. <laughs> Probably not. But it's a very underwhelming card. Yeah. It's a card I don't feel bad about boarding out. <laughs> bad sign. Uh, Azusa though, don't feel as good about boarding that one out. Um, other notable things, he's on two Valakuts, not one. 
And he's playing two Fetchlands, which is pretty standardish, I guess, these days. Oh, Fetchlands. That's interesting. Just yeah, for mornings. Fetchlands with Valakuts are pretty good. And field. Yeah, and they're random Fetchlands for your field. One weird thing, though, is he's playing um, only one breeding pool, not two. So he's playing more Fetchlands, but less things to fetch with them. Hmm. Which is always a bit of a <laughs> dicey place to be. Yeah. You're playing two Fetchlands with five targets? No, four targets. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But I guess they tap for mana with their Dryad, so it's not the end of the world, right? That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, the Bajuka Ball came out of the main deck. Three castles, which I agree with. Um, Crumbling Vestige is coming, making a comeback. I kind of like You're a Crumbling fan. Vestige. I, I really enjoyed playing with this card before. Um, it's like a ghetto bounce land. <laughs> it's like a ghetto bounce land that always they could play your turn one snake or whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you can like pick it up to make a different color of mana later if you needed to. Hurts a lot less to get it like field of the deaded. Yeah, so you can like our field a field of ruined. Field I mean. of ruined. So there's times where you know you want to like say you have two mana and you can play two lands this turn. So if you want like bounce land, bounce land. Um, you know you still only have two lands in play when you did the thing. But if one of those two lands is crumbling vestige. You can go bounce land, pick up Vestige, replay Vestige, and then you'll have three lands in play, but still have made six mana that turn. So keeping that one additional land in play is relevant when you're trying to hit seven different land types for mm. you know Vestige, or you know, like so it it can let you use it as a ghetto bounce land to make two mana to keep the number of lands in play higher than you would normally otherwise have to mm. with just bounce lands, which is sometimes relevant with field. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you feel with just six lands, and you're just like... Mm. <laughs> <Feels> <laughs> Sad bad. times. Mm. But yeah, um, you're also seeing this big push towards Beast Within in the sideboard. Which I'm honestly kind of not sure about. You said it kills Ashiok there, right? Yeah, so Beast Within, so far as I can tell, it just it kills Ashiok. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. Ashiok is one of the better cards against this deck because we really can't attack it very well. Grazler has no power. <laughs> uh, Azusa has one power. And, you know, Dryads only have two, so I mean... People, even if they have no creatures, it takes Dryad three fucking turns to kill an Ashiok. People have learned not to minus it now, too, against Amulet. It's like, yeah. no reason to. People were, like, really aggressive, like, minusing it before for no reason. Like, you're not going to actually get the win off the mill. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, trying to mill something. Yeah, better yeah, just to keep the bad. loyalty high from any random chip shots. It's like, it's basically a um, it's a Leonin Arbor that I can't pay to just ignore, mm-hmm. and it's an even mind sensor that I can't just like kill with you know a dismember or something post board, you know. So Beast Within does kill um, Ashiok. It kills, I mean, anything, but... Gives them a beastie boy. It gets blocked by the uh, the Dryad, though, right? The Dryad's a 2-4? Yeah, so... Matches up kind of okay there. I guess you could 
in a pinch, Beast Within your grazer and get in there? I don't know. <laughs> Seems Beast Within just feels very eh. Yeah. It's a, it's fine. It's a C against everything. Yeah. It's like never really. It kills whatever thing you don't want, but yeah. it doesn't do it very efficiently. And it leaves behind a body. Which I guess is a little bit less of a concern if you're playing Valakuts, but... Yeah. I assume that's the idea. Matches up really well against zombies, though. Or for a little bit. <clears throat> eh. Zombies get out of hand really quick, though, so... If you got one zombie, there's probably more zombies, so... Yeah. And he's sideboarding one Uro, which I don't think Uro's very good. You do or don't? In this deck. I don't think Uro's good in this deck. Mm-hmm. It's a deck that like literally can't put anything in its graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, John of the Walk is pretty bad against this deck, so I can imagine Uro is like whatever. Like you only two Tory West, so you you literally only have four lands that go into your graveyard, because he's playing no gemstone mines. Mm. So you have four lands you can put in your graveyard, uh once upon a time and what, explorers? I guess the explorers do help with that. But And you need eh. to f- five other cards. Like I understand it's it's for matchups that are much more attrition based. You know they're killing all your dudes. You're blowing up your lands, so you can like try and recreate your Earl. But I just I just don't see Earl being re- escaped twice, really. Mm. Three times, like I highly doubt it. Yeah, I agree. Moving on in fourth place, we have more Etron. We'll just scroll on past that. Uh, oh boy, it's. <laughs> Fifth, Almost the exact same list. Yeah, in fifth place we've got uh, Crabvine. This is a cool one. Crabvine with uh, Driven to Despair. Uh, I think you get to see me get destroyed by this card in like Pioneer, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been destroyed by this card uh, occasionally from like Dredge decks playing this card. Oh my god, this card is a beating when you're not expecting it. Yeah, the both halves are good too. Uh, Driven is a one and a green sorcery. It says until end of turn, creatures you control gain trample. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So if they've got a nice wide board, they can uh, draw a bunch, which might mean dredging a bunch. Or just drawing some cards. Who knows? Really good card advantage for two mana. In your deck, making a bunch of piddly little creatures for free. And then the despair side is a nightmare. It's got aftermath for one and a black. So if it's in the yard, they can cast it. And it says, uh, cock my head sideways here, uh, until end of turn, creatures you control gain menace. And whenever this deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. <laughs> so it like makes it almost impossible to block. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, it strips your opponent's hand clean at the same time. It's like a uh, sort of feast and famine on steroids. <laughs> What a fucking nightmare. Yeah, this is like the card that like you're like a turn away from stabilizing and uh you get despaired and just lose. <laughs> Feels so you, bad. You despair. Yeah. <laughs> it's well named. Well, well named. God, this card. Um but other than that, it's a pretty stock looking uh crab vine deck. I like the one Gurmog Angler. It gets pretty free in a deck like this. Yeah, Reflect Secret Keeper is pretty sweet in this deck. Card's really good in this deck. We have someone at our shop. We have other Mike uh, who plays this deck. He tried a green-black version recently. I think it was like round two or three. I was watching him 
and he like looks over at me and he says like this deck sucks (laughs) 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 as he's like losing to jund (laughs) he like got super lucky and like managed to like pull all the weight out of the bag on that one but yeah (laughs) it was not good looking he got really lucky um but yeah definitely i think stick with the blue for this deck (laughs) crab is pretty good and so is secret keeper and having the ability to just like randomly cast uh narc amoebas and amalgams is also nice also just like secret keeper triggering uh vengevine is nice you can yeah you can like you you know it goes on an adventure and it's sitting there waiting for you to to cash it in for that creature whenever you need to bring back vengevines Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So yeah, I think this deck's actually pretty powerful. Uh it's uh, it's not like all in like Dredge was to the same level. Like it can kind of like kind of play a plan B, you know. Um I like it. It's good. Good deck. In sixth place we've got um a Bant control deck. No Stoneforges here. But we've got uh we've got um Codals and Uros. Some big boy planeswalkers. I'm noticing Archmage's charm is just really, really gaining market share, so to speak, in these control decks, man. Um a lot more Archmage's Charm seeing play these days. Um just people weren't really onto it at first, and now it is seeing a lot of play. I've liked it. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, you're not getting your two for one air quotes on the counter like you do with a cryptic, but being able to hold up a counter and then cash it in for two when they don't do something is a nice way to not get stuck in that scenario where you just hold up counter magic forever and never do anything. Uh, and you can ensure that you continue to hit your land drops and such, which is nice. Uh, a little easier to pair up with a Snapcaster Mage too. So kind of nice. Um, I've liked it a lot, and it seems like other people are onto it as well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how control decks in Modern are not playing nearly as many two-mana counters anymore. You know, this deck has two mana leaks. Um, that was not how they used to build the deck. Um, which is kind of interesting, because I feel like the format has gotten faster in some ways, hasn't it? Kinda. Kinda, kinda not, huh? Format's in a weird spot. It's kind of grindy and kind of combo-y. Like the Wurza deck is, you know, a combo mid-range deck. I wouldn't quite call it control. It can play kind of controlling, I guess, with the wor- of the cryptics and and uh, charms. God, Missing Sanctuary is kind of a gross card. Card is really good, yeah. Mystic Sanctuary is the truth, man. That's a really good card. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed I playing you can it. fetch for this pretty absurd. Yeah, it's gross. I was playing four in the uh the blue black where's a deck and whew, it's hot. <laughs> Especially when you have crap like um like Emery and you're like, oh Emery, this bobble into play. And I'll crack my fetch and put a cryptic command on top. And then I'll crack my bobble. And on your upkeep, I'm going to draw a cryptic command. What you going to do about it? <laughs> okay, now I'm going to cryptic command your thing. I'm going to bounce my mystic sanctuary. Then on my turn, I'm going to bring back my uh, my freaking bobble. And ugh, 
you just loop it. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Awful. But awful. And you get a draw step in between too. Yeah, like. yeah. So you're not even like locked out of drawing. You still get to draw a card. So you can still make land drops and do other things. And then eventually like hidden Urza, and then you have the blue mana to hold up the cryptic anyways. It's just busted. Yeah. And so like Ice Fang is kind of pushing these control decks kind of into green. Mm-hmm. And I think Uro and Veil are just you know, also very good reasons to be in green. Yeah, I agree. Um you don't need to play as many sweepers when you get to play Ice Fang and control decks don't really like playing sweepers because they don't fucking do anything other than keep you from dying when you want a sweeper you really want a sweeper but the rest of the time it does dick codal draws you a card which helps you hit land drops and find interaction it's also a win con in a pinch um verdict is just not a good card so get to go down to two of those and play some ice fang codals and you're probably a lot happier camper Having Uro is nice with these decks too to have another win con that's like beating beat you in the face related. <laughs> Something that control decks can struggle with sometimes, you know. It's uh, not always the the easiest to get a Jace up to ult. Yeah, he's not even playing a single Colonnade in this deck. Colonnade just doesn't really see play anymore. It's just so expensive and it dies to Field of Ruin. Um yeah, I like um, Creeping Tarpet a lot better at this point. The activation cost is so much cheaper. Yeah. I was talking to John uh, before we started recording. Like, oh yeah, so just, I just should play the um, the Bant Reclamation deck and then with, with Uro. Yeah, man. It seems so much better than killing them with fucking Colonnade, right? Yeah, definitely. It makes your mana better, and- too. You definitely can escape it really easy in the deck that's playing four copies of Factor Fiction. No, I think you should try it, actually. Like, 100%. Like what we were talking about with Foth, too. Yeah, think about, like, Foth, right? Like, okay, so whatever doesn't go in your hand goes in the graveyard, which means you have tons of cards to escape, but what if Uro's in the Foth piles? There's no good Foth pile when when Uro is involved. (laughs) Like... This is yeah. What what two, an Uro and another card versus three cards? Like oh, okay, draw three cards and put an Uro in the yard, which I can escape. Do you put it in the three card file? Then like they put two in the yard and get an Uro plus two other cards. Like yeah. So what if you like, like oh you know land spell, sp- like land land spell versus Earl spell? Okay, Earl spell goes in the yard. Play my land, escape the Uro. Play the other land from my hand. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Game three life, draw another card. Yeah, it's really disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Uro and Factor Fiction seem real hot. Uh, when as soon as we started kind of teasing that one out, I was like, <laughs> yeah, Daddy likes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's hot. just there's no bad Foff pile with an Uro in it unless you're like about to lose the game. <laughs> then the Uro is kind of irrelevant. Unless it's to like it still gains three life. I mean, yeah, but it could be worse. It could be, yeah. But if you're unless you're losing to burn, gaining three life is usually not relevant. But um, yeah. Uh, and then in seventh place, we've got another stupid Eldrazi Tron deck. Disappointing. Ah, and then in eighth, we've got uh the Boomer deck. We got some Boomer Jund here. (laughs) 
as it's become branded in our local chat because apparently only boomers play Jund or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can tell they're boomers because they have no snow-covered basics in their deck. <laughs> yeah, man. Jund, the way it used to be. Except for they've got some run-in sixes in here. <laughs> Jund's got a lot of good cards lately. Um, I'm glad to see it kind of coming back, creeping back. Um, so Kazuka in eighth place is playing Jund. No Kroxa though. Um, man, Kroxa and Jund has actually really impressed me. Have you played against it yet? Uh, just once. I really like that it you know strips the hand early, which is like what Jund wants to do. But once it stops stripping the hand, it just bolts them. <laughs> so it's like it's not dead when their hand's empty, which is something that a lot of the discard and Jund kind of suffers from, you know. Um, but like, if you get them empty-handed and have a Kroxa, you're just nining them. They're dead. I mean, if they discard a land, they get bolted anyway. Yeah, it's true. So, like, when they played against me, I, of course I'm discarding a land. Yeah. So I'm just getting bolted on this. So you lost. You got. You got uh, lightning. You got mini lightning skeletaled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's pretty standard John. Four Little Out of the Veil, three Run in Six, four Blood Braid, three Scoos, four Goyf, three Inquisition, one Pulse, four Thoughtseize, a Decay, three Push, two Colgon's Command, four Lightning Bolts, a Partridge in a Paired Tree, and uh, 24 Lands. One thing I'll say is um, this guy is playing four full Mater Mages. I've seen some John players swapping over to Pillage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think this is largely to dodge Veil of Summer. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, that happened on Friday. I was sitting with the Veil of Summer right hand. I'm like, all right. He's like, if he plays a full nader, like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, pillage your growth chamber. I'm like, pillage? <laughs> it deals damage too, right? No. Oh, no. It's Molten Rain. Oh, it's just, that's Molten Rain. Okay. It pillage hits an artifact too, though. So it's actually yeah. like a real sideboard card. It's just like a really bad shatter. Gotcha. They still got some Ashiok's in there. Yeah. So why play Pillage when you just Ashiok them? I like the Huntmaster in the board. Big fan of Huntmaster. Let's see. This guy does not like the big man as two Ashiok, one Damping Sphere, full of one Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nearly half of his sideboard is specifically for big mana decks. Well, I mean, how many Etron decks do we see in this top eight? Three, four? There you go. Yeah, and he's still eighth place <laughs> probably lost to the person playing fucking amulet or something who even knows yeah it was just was it all big mana and then like this uh this blue white deck or this bant deck this bant deck oh this is uh the gregor deck they probably they probably lost to this person playing uh <laughs> playing uh uh dredge vine or uh, no Bridgevine. he was fifth so he didn't win his quarter his quarter final either oh you're right hmm so it would have to have been to one of these decks. Big mana, big mana, big mana, big mana. <laughs> Top four, all big mana. So, uh, you yeah. <laughs> know. Anyways. So, since we've established that modern is a degenerate place ruled by the iron fist of big mana long may they reign 
says you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what are you super hyped about? I know we're uh, both talking about modern decks this week for our, uh, our deck of the week. What about you, Chris? Well, I am super hyped about Zubaras. <laughs> Zubaras. Man, this is like... When did we talk about this? In like 2017 or something? Yeah, what year is this? It's been a while since we talked about this on the cast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have video of me playing we do. Zubaras. We do, on the YouTube channel, which we've been plugging. Uh, if you dig into the archives, there is a uh, there is Chris going through a real-life, in-paper, FNM with the deck. Because we used to do that. Yeah, back in the day. Back when I hated myself. <laughs> and carried all the equipment out to every FNM. <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> so i was uh going through my cards like trying to organize them a little bit and i found all my zuberas and i mentioned them to um to uh, old mike and he's like if you bring the zuberas i'll play the deck sold so i'm hyped for the zubera deck even though i'm not the one playing it <laughs> but i'm down i'm down for some zubera action oh man yeah We'll have to get some pickup games in with the with the deck. The deck's gonna get passed around like the village bicycle because everyone's gonna want to play it in like pickup games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if everyone's playing all these Ash, oh Ashok's not bad against. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Guess. But <laughs> I mean, it's not great. Yeah, you know, it's no rest in peace. But I, I think overall, Grave Hate's not super high in modern right now, so mm-hmm. it might be time for the old Zubers to come and slap slap some kids. Oh man. Zuberas. You know, Oof. you know what card's really good against Zuberas? Is uh is it does no damping spirit does, doesn't it turn off the, the multicolor lands or no? No, it only turns off the amulet ones because they make more than one mana, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're still good if you're cavern of souls and such. Okay, that's not so bad. I was thinking for a second the damping sphere turned off all the rainbow lands. Yeah, Blood Moon fucking shits <laughs> on that mana base. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you gotta play. We gotta play Snowberas. Gotta get some astrolabes in there, man. We gotta workshop this shit. Yeah, dude. Like, cause count the problem with the deck before uh, one of the problems. Prismatic um, Vista. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're playing all these cavern souls and unclaimed territories and stuff, but your support spells to get your Zuberas in the yard online or stuff like Grizzly Salvage, which is really hard to cast. With your Cavern of Souls mana base? Yeah. Also, you're playing for, um, like, Cedar Wayfinder, which is not a Zubera. <laughs> and your Sakalits are all vampires. <laughs> I guess now you can play Carry On Feeder, but that's a zombie. Like, it's... It's better. It's a mess. And you actually have to, like, remember which ones we're naming what. Because very, very, very frequently you're naming, um... Sater with one of your stupid lands because it's like your best turn. We could just play Hedron Crab (laughs) (laughs) and like four prismatic vistas. Yeah, this mana maze is a nightmare. So I I actually think yeah, maybe snow a snow mana maze might be better because um you don't really play any like one mana spells that do anything anyway. So you might as well like play some astrolabes in there, do something cantrip on turn one, and then you'll always have your your turn to um green for your uh sager or a zubera dude you gotta it's like i was saying you gotta you gotta sideboard out some of your sack outlets post board against creature decks and bring in some dead of winner <laughs> <laughs> just like my zubera's dead of winner and watch 
stack up a bunch of triggers, kill your opponent's board, and then you get a bunch of Zubera triggers, and then you just rally them all back. <laughs> Man, rally the ancestors. What a card. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Also a very hard card to cast with Cavern of Souls. Yeah, white, white. Yikes. Yeah, so you're, you're playing this deck... You're, yeah, so you're playing this deck with eight five-color lands that don't actually make colors for spells, and a green-black card, and white-white oh, white cards. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking disaster. I also played Return of the Ranks, which I think is triple-white? Yeah, something like that. Triple-white-X Convoke? Oh my god. Yeah, the Convoke was key. <laughs> you really needed to have the white Zubera. <laughs> yeah. My god. I wonder... Trying to think, like, what other ways you could get like colored mana effectively? <laughs> oh man, it's uh the Zuberas aren't even legendary, so you can't play like nope. uh the Bob, uh, not the Bobble, the uh uh the Mox, the the Mox people are playing Mox Amber, no, Mox Amber, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think Astrolabe's uh, pretty good. Yeah, Astrolabe seems like a winner. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I have to look through the new sets that have been printed and see if we got any spicy cards to add to the deck. Wasn't someone playing like Hondens at uh at FNM like a few weeks ago? I wanna say. Oh maybe, yeah. I think they were playing the Honden deck. I like looked over and my eyes kinda like bugged out a little bit. I was busy playing my match, so I never really got to see like what the hell was going on. But I I definitely like heard someone talking about their Honden being like on or something I was like what the fuck <laughs> anyways yeah anyway, what, what are you hyped for john <clears throat> so i'm really hyped um to be terrible uh i picked up man i'm always like i'm always like johnny on the spot with these sweet ass busted decks like i see someone post something on twitter and i'm like that looks busted and i like i go and i like check the deck out on like my rental account before all the prices shoot up and then I'm like too busy to play it <laughs> for like a week. And like everyone else is like, oh my God, this deck is busted and the prices shoot up. So like um last week, I think sometime, Pascal Maynard posted something about this modern just guy breach deck. And I was like, I saw it like I want to say like 15 minutes after he posted it. And I like looked at it and I was like, yep, that looks busted, and, like, checked everything out, except for grinding stations, which weren't available, so I bought them on Moto, and it's like, yeah, this seems like it's gonna spike, and then, like, now it's, like, $50 or something for a playset of grinding stations online. <laughs> Might just need to flip them. Anyways, I, like, finally played through a league last night, um, and the deck is really good. It feels, like, super busted. I had no clue what I was doing, and, like, slapped amulet and then i i beat uh some other deck i don't even know uh and then i oh i beat demir i beat demir Wurza in like really long grindy games and so i slapped amulet i beat uh blue black and then i played against jeskai control which was like playing like narset and like all these awful awful cards you would never want to play against they had like removal for my um my um Emery's, which is bad because you like need Emery for the combo. So your uh your Mox Amber is turned on and yada yada yada. Anyways, I was I 
was locked for the win. They had like no way to interact, and I just needed to cast two more spells, and I timed out <laughs> for match win. So I was like, I was playing on a laptop on like a, I was under like a like a kotatsu, like a coffee table basically that you like sit under. So I was like sitting on the ground playing on a laptop with this little rinky dink like like wireless mouse that was too small. So my computer is like lagging every time I try to like eat stuff for Underworld Breach. And I didn't have enough screen space to spread out my graveyard. And I had no clue what I was doing, like trigger wise, like how to efficiently stack it. The game was like 150% winnable if I had just played like, you know, 10 seconds, if yeah, even like less than that faster. <laughs> I think I like was like, I was like talking to someone while I was playing too, because I was like streaming it to them uh on discords they could watch <laughs> like so many ways i could have played like just slightly faster and won the match that kind of hurt and then i lost to um blue white stone blade because i'm bad and like i they like didn't have blue mana in like the first game or whatever on like turn two or three and i had the combo and i was like okay like the only thing i lose to here is like force of negation and i was like let's play around force of negation and then like i just didn't sequence right because i'm just bad and combo decks are hard i guess for me to play i don't know i was having difficulties with sequencing a lot with this deck and then like oh they had force negation like oh i didn't didn't like do the thing right i like, didn't have enough mana to like um metallic rebuke back like i wanted to and then i ended up losing the game <laughs> it's like great um and then i lost another one to uh this like green red moons deck i don't know if you've seen this chris they're playing like clothis god of destiny and like um you know eight moon effects and um ramp not ribbon growth fertile ground the one the one mana one that sticks in a land on a forest and arbor elves and blood braid yeah, elves it's, it's ponza without the stone rains yeah but they're playing clothis clothis is actually really good against the jeskai breach deck because if you just mill over your thassa your Thassa's Oracle, they just fucking eat it. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so that's a problem. <laughs> um also I just had no clue what the hell I was doing. God, I have no clue what I'm, like sequencing with this deck, I was it was it was bad. I was just I don't know, I was like smoking crack or something, dude. Every time I would like do a thing and be like, why did I do that? That's stupid. Like, but just every turn of every game for the entire league. I was just like, why did I do that? That seems very suboptimal and bad the next turn. I'm going to do this turn better past the turn. Wow, that seemed really suboptimal and bad. Like, just every fucking turn. There's so many decisions and, like, little things you can do. And I was just, like, failing at all of them. And still winning. Like, the deck is berserk. <laughs> um, Dance of the Mance, real good. Like, pay four mana, put a uh, an Underworld Breach and a Grinding Station into play very nice muddle the mixture you can transmute for your underworld breach but it's also just or a counter spell station. yeah or grinding station because either half of the combo also just a counter spell like okay yeah you like you like transmute for your combo piece and then you breach and then it's just in the yard so if they try to interact you just breach it back and it's a counter spell for blue blue which is the mana you're making with your freaking mox amber anyways just gross really gross hot tech there uh and then teferi is just good as always 
uh, Teferi just like turns off like your opponent's countering your spells. It bounces hate pieces like Leyline of the Void, Rest in Peace, whatever, Cinder Vines. I've seen a lot of things get bounced by Teferi against this deck. Well, I've been watching other people play it and playing it myself. Just everything gets bounced. Um, and then like people try to bring in Narset, and Narset's not even that good against it. Because like you just don't care you don't need to draw cards the turn you're going off and then like i like i had i uh because it's got a jace wilder mysteries in the board and so i actually had to like i didn't have access to oracle for whatever reason so i like had to try to win with with jace so i just made a bunch of blue mana and then i cast a cryptic command and i bounced the narset then i then i did the thing with the jace and won and was like cool whatever uh and then you can bounce Underworld Breach back to your hand with Teferi, so you can have like a, a soft combo turn where you just like accrue resources. You just like play Breach, get some crap back, like some zero mana spells, like play a bunch of like bobbles or whatever to draw cards and like just eat random shit from your graveyard, just like to like refuel your hand, and then you just like bounce the breach with the Teferi you played, and then like they have to kill a Teferi, otherwise the next turn you're probably just killing them because you have all these cards you just drew plus a breach still. <laughs> Fucking stupid deck is really dumb and like i don't know if they're gonna like there's a uh, ban and restricted list update uh what next week i want to say i don't think they're banning underworld breach in modern because it hasn't really done anything in modern yet but this thing is breaking out man this deck is really good like this teferi is really gross with this deck i think teferi is like what really makes it like powerful because it like it turns off all forms of of interaction really like they can't counter stuff um and you just bounce any hate card really yeah the deck probably shits on all these titan decks and all that kind of stuff yeah playing against titan did not feel bad at all <laughs> um you have enough interaction to kind of slow them down you've got like either bolts or galvanic blasts to like kill the early creatures that like ramp before they can really do their thing grazer would be good obviously but like you have a window to interact against like Azusa's and scouts, so oh, and it, you have uh, I like I like uh, blast because it kills the the dryad too, the dryad of Elysian Grove. The deck can do a lot of dumb stuff. Like it has like turn ones where it plays like turn one, um, uh, Emery, and then has like Amber to like, uh, Metallic Rebuke. <laughs> like on turn one <laughs> it's like really gross like zero cost um you know like zero cost zero cost amber emery hold up metallic rebuke <laughs> yeah okay it's pretty gross yeah did that like multiple times during the league and then you just like start cycling bobbles back every turn to draw cards it's like pull way ahead yeah <laughs> anyways so that's what I'm super excited about. I'm going to attempt to be less shit. I think playing on like a full size desktop, if I can have space to actually spread my graveyard out and like not having the computer lag and having like a decent mouse and <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle is uh, going to help. I also think I need to like, um, um, I think you can use like, uh, I, I was like clicking on the yeses for like triggers on grinding station. You can like hit one or whatever to like say yes. That's like way faster. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's. Th- three two or three whatever the default is yeah whatever the default is yeah it's just like minimizing the amount of mouse travel you have to have 
I think you still have to like. Oh, I think it's three. You can't like um, get rid of all the clicks in the combo. Like you do have to click on some of the stuff, unfortunately. Um, but you can definitely speed it up by quite a bit. Save some time. I was like watching people like stream it, and I was like, okay, I want to like watch how they like navigate the combo to see if I can pick up any tips. You know, like uh, how do they do it? Like how are they? How efficiently are they doing it? You know, uh, and their opponents just always scooped when they had the combo. Nice. And my opponents never scooped when I played the league. They all made me do it. <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> probably because i was just like slower in general at playing so i had like less clocks it was like oh maybe if i make him do it he'll like lose to time whereas like the better players it was like they had 20 minutes on the clock or whatever no one wanted to like waste their life um but yeah <laughs> re anyways i think that about wraps us up look forward to that bnr update next week we'll have our our video coming out then so maybe if it's uh, groundbreaking we'll talk about it a bit in the video maybe yeah uh, we can watch chris play amulet and talk about the bnr update i don't know <laughs> yeah, we'll see probably time for a serious deck uh for next week's video so keep your eyes peeled for that uh do you have anything else to add chris uh no uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on how zuberas end up yeah definitely gotta check back in on the zuberas and see how that goes uh, maybe we'll post our list on discord once we shop it shop it up uh, get it get it spruced up we'll share that we'll share that one maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a uh, a video with it uh the next video we do not not the next one we're gonna do a serious deck but the next for fun deck maybe we'll do zabiras on uh on moto and get slapped around a little bit <laughs> or maybe just throw in a, a bonus game or two on another video in the free room or something <laughs> do a do a league with something and then have some bonus zubera videos at the end <laughs> gamer two in the free room anyways uh thanks for checking us out and sticking around to the very end if you're wondering where you can find more of our content you can head on over to mggconflux.com you can also find us on facebook and twitter under the same name you can check out our video content i was just checking uh, talking about on our youtube page and you can support us and join the mtg conflux community at patreon.com slash mtg conflux or by buying mtg conflux shirts and swag on redbubble.com check out the links on our facebook and twitter pages if you have any suggestions or comments please reach out to us we'd love to read them and again we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next one <laughs>